Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back after the break. You're joining us on Parenting Hour and we're on Unity FM 93.5. And thank you to our Luton listeners who are listening in on 105.1. If you'd like to email us, our email address again is studio at unityfm.net and our phone number is 772-8892 and that's 0121. As you remember from the first half of the show, I'm here in the studio with Dr. Jamal Badaway, all the way from Canada. What a lovely privilege to have him in Birmingham and to have him in our studio, mashallah, around this time of the year, especially reflecting on Prophet Isa and the importance of Prophet Isa, as we've just been talking about with all the Prophets, salam, and how much we can learn from the Prophets. And as parents, how we should be reflecting on those qualities and thinking about what is patience? What is love? What is gentleness? And practicing it. So not just knowing that the prophets did this, but actually reflecting it and practicing it in our own lives and how we can be better people looking at all the prophets and um, and what we can learn from them. So as we continue this conversation, um, Brother Jamal Badaway, with Prophet Isa um, al-Islam, what do you think is the um, fundamental relationships we should have here mm-hmm. with Prophet Isa? Because there's sometimes we get mixed messages that come in from mm-hmm. from our Muslim brotherhood. Um, <laughs> so can you can clarify a little bit on, on that, inshallah, for us? Okay. Always your questions are so rich <laughs> that uh, sometimes I feel, uh, you know, like making a comment before getting to the uh, answering the uh, question. Please do, please do. Uh, in the beginning, you were talking about the importance uh, not simply to say this is what the Quran say or what the Prophet said or did, that is not enough. Because in the Quran, uh, you see, when you speak about anything, something from the Quran pops in my mm-hmm. my mind yeah. immediately. Yeah, I can see light bulbs <laughs> flashing there. <laughs> <laughs> Please share it with us. That's right. That, yes, uh, it is not uh, enough for the Muslim to pay lip service or to say the Prophet uh, beautifully behaved like this or this or that, mm-hmm. but to follow him because in the Quran, in chapter uh, 33, uh, it says, That indeed, in the messenger of God, referring in that mm-hmm. context to the last Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, you have the perfect example or the best example or a good example, whichever is translated, mm-hmm. For those who seek Allah and the hereafter, meaning salvation in, in the hereafter and remembered Allah much. Mm-hmm. So that's why the Quran says the Prophet was not sent uh, simply uh, to convey a message. Uh, Allah could have sent a book <laughs> with all the information, but he was sent also as a role model. And that's why uh, his wife Aisha, when she was asked, asked as a wife who's so close to her husband, what was the character of the Prophet? She said his character was the Quran, mm-hmm. i.e. all the moral teaching, all the teaching of mercy and gentleness and courage and everything were embodied mm-hmm. uh, in the life of the Prophet. So uh, we don't pay lip service. Uh, we don't over glorify, mm-hmm. but we, we try to challenge ourselves. How much can we try to come close to that level, even though we can never reach it as a, as a yani, huge uh, mm-hmm. example? So that's uh, just a comment on the uh, this notion itself of importance of application. Mm-hmm. And that relates directly to the question that you're asking. Is the relationship, the normative or ideal relationship according to the sources, not the behavior of people, mm. people come closer or far away from their religion, not only Islam, but the norm from scriptures, from the actions of the Prophet are the ones 
that should be judge a judge and a criterion uh, to uh, evaluate uh, people's claim or boasting about their goodness for that matter the basic form of uh, norm of relationship is summed up in, in two verses in the Quran in chapter 65 al-mumtahana and basically what it says uh, i'll just give the translation yep. of meaning to save time mm. god or allah does not forbid you meaning all muslims from dealing in a just and kind manner or compassionate manner with those meaning any non-muslim all mm-hmm. to deal with them in kindness and justice for indeed god loves those who do good allah only forbid you from being close meaning intimate relationship with those who fought you because of your religion in relationship actually here if it translated more accurately to have alliance or depend on your safety and protection on those who are fighting you which is logical fighting you because of your religion or driving you out of your ho- homeland a reference at the time of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam of the meccan people who punished all those who accepted mm-hmm. islam abused everybody including the prophet mm-hmm. harassed them tortured people some torture up to the point of death mm-hmm. with all that harassment and persecution they were driven practically mm-hmm. from their homeland in Mecca and had some had to go to Abyssinia the uh, first migration and the second major migration to Medina where the prophet was received uh, with a much better courtesy mm-hmm. and enthusiasm uh, so the uh, the reference here has to be contextual in terms of history mm-hmm. these are the ones that one is not allowed to depend on their defense mm-hmm. but even with those who are warriors Subhanallah you find the Quran still leaves the door of hope open and allow me to say it also in Arabic because the Arab audience would can really appreciate it Asallahu ay yaj'ala baynakum wa bayna alladhina 'adaytum minhum mawadda it may be that Allah will put love and affection between you and those who are your enemies Allah is able to do that so even the door is not totally closed it's not just hate forever mm-hmm. uh, sort of attitude the second i simply you know emphasize so the, mm-hmm. the, the verse 8 stated the uh, the norm verse 9 stated the opposite which means if you take the the sum of the two verses that muslims are not allowed to fight people or aggress against them if they meet two conditions that represent the human right of every human being not only muslims mm-hmm. don't fight me and kill me because i chose islam and a muslim also is not allowed to fight someone because he chose christianity or mm-hmm. judaism or mm-hmm. atheism or whatever other religion you're mm-hmm. not allowed there is no reference in the quran at all mm-hmm. say kill people because they mm-hmm. don't believe in islam because you muslim believe islam mm-hmm. is the truth no single verse mm-hmm. unless somebody is twisting the quran according to their mm-hmm. own agenda secondly don't oppress me take away my rights including driving me from my homeland which applied at the time of the prophet apply to people who have driven from their homes b- before because of persecution of course the biggest problem in the so-called middle east are the palestinian who have been dispossessed uh, as a people from their rights and become in diaspora mm. and unfortunately those who have faced this situation of diaspora uh, perhaps need to reflect a little bit about 
the wrongness that they were persecuted, the wrongness that they were anti-Semitism, the wrongness of uh, of being driven because of persecution or taken in Babylonian captivity. They should remember that uh, lessons from history is that this injustice cannot last and God is not pleased with this injustice, whether it's against Jews or Palestinian or Muslim or any person for that mm-hmm. matter, because the ethical orientation of all religions, especially Abrahamic, is justice also and love of mankind, not persecution, mm-hmm. because we want to grab more land or more power mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. or more resources. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, frank on this. I put it as gently as I can, mm-hmm. but we, sh- we need to have the courage also speaking uh, you know, for the mm-hmm. people, and not necessarily against for the people who are persecuted in the name of religion, which is more tragic even when people interpret scriptures in a way that justifies something that is totally mm-hmm. against the spirit mm-hmm. of the literature, if not the letter mm-hmm. of the of the scriptures, and that applies to all religions. I'm not exempting even Muslims mm-hmm. uh, from that. That norm meant has a number of implications, one of which relates directly even to the issue of Easter. Mm -hmm. Yes, we Uh, wanted to come on to the issue of Easter, so yes, thank you for including it now. Easter or Christmas or any other occasions for that matter. Mm -hmm. And basically, as the Prophet taught also in Hadith, and we find reference as well in the Quran, you don't say, all right, I have to be just and compassionate to people who are not Muslims. The Quran translates it in a practical way even. It says, worship God, translation, free translation of a verse, worship God and associate none with him, meaning in his exclusive divine mm-hmm. attributes. Be kind to your parents and then your relatives. And then it say, speaks about your neighbors. Mm-hmm. It didn't say Muslim neighbors. Mm. Your neighbors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says even a casual neighbor, mm-hmm. like somebody traveling with you, mm-hmm. whether he's in a, in a horse next to you or in a camel, mm-hmm. or if you're in modern terms traveling in a car mm-hmm. or airplane, even that, that you don't know, mm-hmm. regardless of his faith, casual, as a neighbor, you have to respect the right. Mm-hmm. So did the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He had some neighbors even mm-hmm. who used to put dirt and thorn in front of his mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. And one day he didn't find it. He asked. Mm-hmm. What happened? They say the person who used to put that is sick. He Mm. goes to visit Mm. that sick. They say this is the kind of, uh, even with this other. Uh, He says in one hadith that Gabriel, the angel of revelation, which is known also in the Hebrew scriptures, Mm. uh, used to come to me and kept pressing me to be kind to my neighbors, not Muslim neighbors, my neighbors, period, Mm. regardless, Mm. Muslim or not, until I thought that next time he Mm. will tell me that your neighbors may have a riot in your part of your estate when you die or what you are. <laughs> in that extent. Yeah, right? you see. Uh, in one hadith, and that is very, uh, very prophetic and it addresses uh, the unfortunate uh, mind thinking and twisted uh, teaching of Islam among those uh, who commit atrocities against others, who strike fear in the hearts of people fear not only for their property or their honor, even for their own life, and they think they're doing the will of God. They are no worse than some of those in, in the past who hid behind the scriptures and the noble teaching of Christ to launch uh, things like the Crusades or mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Inquisition and all of this act mm-hmm. that Jesus and true Christianity is innocent of that. Uh, in fact, he said, 
three times he is not a believer he is not a believer he is not a believer meaning Islam any person whose neighbor is not safe from his mischief that the neighbor are afraid are not safe uh, from that neighbor he, he denied that this would even belong in the proper sense mm-hmm. really to the ummah or the community mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of Muslims. So I, I'm sorry I, I got into a, a little bit of detail mm-hmm. in this because teaching of Islam is not just beautiful theory. Yeah. It shows also how to practice, mm-hmm. but failure to practice cannot be blamed except mm-hmm. on the person mm-hmm. who, who uh, violate these rules, violate mm-hmm. that spirit, violate that application, an example uh, of the Prophet, uh, peace be upon him. Uh, thank you. That was uh, a lot you, you've covered there. And I think it's important for our parents to see this, to understand that they're na- they should be kind to their neighbours. They should be looking ca- looking Absolutely. out for them. They should be popping in, especially if they've got elderly neighbours. The weather's still quite sharp and cold out there, even though the sun mm-hmm. is coming out and they m- might need to buy something. There's a lot of flus going around these days. I know a lot of people sick in bed. An elderly neighbour could be sick in bed and, and may no- have nobody to buy them anything. So mm-hmm. it's important to get that message across nowadays for our parents to understand that and role model what our faith is telling us as Muslims to be out there and be caring and understand and help others. And as you mentioned, that neighbour, even yeah. if a transient neighbour, I, yeah. I never thought of it before as a, a companion in a taxi or a, in, beside right. you in the airplane. Right. But, you know. but you know something that's, uh, that's really rather uh, important. And again, I have to give concrete, uh, sub- a concrete example of this in our contemporary life even that some people, including maybe some Muslims, again, uh, who have not achieved the level of knowledge and understanding Mm -hmm. without any agenda of the true going to the spirit of the teaching and its letter, is that your kindness as a believer should not be only limited to Muslims, as indicated in some detail about uh, neighborly relations. Mm -hmm. Uh, One hadith of the Prophet, it's an authentic one, that is the one who's most beloved by Allah, or God is the one who most beneficent to the people and here the word people didn't say believers people mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. people regardless mm-hmm. belief or rejection of God mm-hmm. even so that that act of kindness is not contingent of on being a Muslim and uh, as far as practical application you rightfully pointed out to mm-hmm. elderly people who mm-hmm. cannot go out or in Canada when all roads are very mm-hmm. slippery and frozen <laughs> for yeah, some yeah. time and you don't want an elderly lady to go and risk to go to the store yeah, yeah. by, you know, knocking at their door, see if they need anything, and mm-hmm. uh, that, uh, helping them mm-hmm. with this, uh, helping someone who's carrying uh, loads. And that yeah. was reported about the Prophet himself even <laughs> before he received the first revelation, mm-hmm. when he received the first revelation, actually, very beginning. And he went to his wife, Khadija, and he said, could mm-hmm. that be uh, a bad spirit who came to me, who, you know, the, mm-hmm. referring to Gabriel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, no, by Allah, immediately. Mm-hmm. And one of the characteristics said that it could not be evil spirit. Mm-hmm. Allah will not let you down. Is that it says that you help people and you help the orphan and also you help tahmil. Mm-hmm. Yani if, if somebody is carrying some load, it's too much, you go and help them. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what what background they have. Something I, I'm very happy to yeah. be sometimes of help. Uh, and when the snow uh, falls and somebody, some neighbor is elderly or something, mm-hmm. good, okay, clean your driveway and go and give a hand. Then the hand, mm-hmm. you're not expecting any material reward. You don't mm-hmm. ex- expect any praise even mm-hmm. of anyone. You're doing that for the sake of Allah, mm-hmm. as the hadith say, to be 
beneficent yeah. for humankind. And that leads me on to, I suppose, uh, thinking about Easter time and maybe greeting people around this time. What should Muslims be doing? Uh, maybe we should start to just um, remind me about what do Muslims, what do they believe in around this time of the year for Prophet Jesus? Do Muslims believe in the crucifixion and the resurrection again? If you can just re- revise that for us, please, for us, and then what should we be doing as Muslims in respect to non-Muslims? Consistent with what I said earlier, mm-hmm. consistent with uh, our love as Muslim to Prophet uh, Jesus, peace be upon him, and our belief in the core revelation that came to all prophets, and consistent also with the uh, Several statements in the Quran, we mention only two verses, but there are many of the right of people to believe in what they feel comfortable with. There could be no, not only compulsion, the term ikrah could also mean uh, a coercion, uh, manipulation, or getting someone like conversion. I don't like the word conversion because sometimes it is defined as uh, getting a person under duress, uh, like uh, needs for medication or food or whatever, to believe in something that they would not otherwise, or to profess at least, believe in something which they wouldn't do otherwise if they have their full freedom mm-hmm. to do that. That's not acceptable even as somebody who accepted Islam. It has to come really from the heart. So consistent with this, we must say, and say the truth, of course, being sensitive to others, respectful and loving to others. But that does not mean that we have to be, again, politically correct in uh, losing our faith and violating things that are so clear in the Quran just for the sake of getting satisfaction or pleasure of others. We can do better. And even in the uh, in the scope, in the realm of interfaith dialogue, I think you find people both on the Christian, Jewish, and Muslim side uh, reject the notion of... Uh, just uh, trying to combine all religions, smorgasbord or something, just so that we live in peace. No, we can live in peace also Mm -hmm. with emphasis on similarities, but also with appreciation and respect of differences, even if we do not necessarily Mm -hmm. accept. It is in that spirit then Mm -hmm. that I can say that it is not only just the matter of Easter, but the same applies to other religious holidays, especially of the people of the book, particularly. It applies to Christmas, for example, mm-hmm. uh, whether a Muslim is allowed or encouraged in that sense even to greet them. I think there is a great mix up like many among Muslims, some Muslims, mm-hmm. gladly some Muslims, that they mix up between two things, between compromising your faith on one hand and greeting a person in their own holidays that they say that this is tantamount to that. That Mm -hmm. need not be the case. Mm -hmm. For example, the issue of uh, crucifixion and resurrection, the Quran for the Muslim, which is the source of Muslim, Mm -hmm. we respect others, uh, other people who believe differently. That's their full right, no intervention. But the Quran clearly says, وَمَا قَتَلُوهُ وَمَا صَلَبُوهُ وَلَكِنْ شُبِّهَ لَهُمْ That the Quran is... Very similar in in the narration about Jesus, about the attempt to get him crucified, the dislike of the people in power at that time, whether in the religious establishment or the temporal rulers and so on, that the Quran alludes clearly to the fact that they wanted to crucify him. They say, Uh they had plans for this. But it says finally, 
he was not crucified. The Quran does not give any detail as to what happened to him, mm-hmm. except that it, it refers to, except that Allah, or nay, that Allah raised him, raised him in status, raised yeah. him to heavens, mm-hmm. raised him in spirit or uh, body, mm-hmm. spirit and body. Yeah. These are all variety of interpretation and my detailed tips. I mentioned them yeah. in some mm-hmm. detail and they, I give and my I humble... And our listeners maybe need to go and listen right, to them because exactly. we don't have enough time to go into it in detail. Right, exactly. I think one uh, site yeah. is, is called Aswat Al-Islam. One right. word, as- Aswat, A-S-W-A-T, mm-hmm. A-L, Islam, uh, right. that probably and there is also Islami city not yeah, it looks like Islamic city but one C okay. Islami city uh, dot com there are various sites sometimes that have that mm-hmm. but uh, I, I also mentioned there my humble inclination after reading somehow about uh, the various interpretation but in any case that's not what is important uh, really for uh, for Muslim as it is for the Christian faith because mm-hmm. Of course, crucifixion and resurrection, as Paul stated it, is really the essence of the faith. And he said, if, if we don't believe in this, our faith in vain. I mean, that's his particular uh, view of that. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Muslim, in fact, uh, believe in. Uh, the reference in the Quran uh, that Jesus said, peace be upon me the day I was born. That no problem. He was born in the Bible as well as the Quran. Yeah. And the day that I die, mm-hmm. some Christian readers of the Quran with this say die meaning die on the cross but doesn't mean so mm-hmm. because the Quran says Kullu nafsin maut. every soul shall taste the death including prophets mm-hmm. so, and all people will die and even in Muslim tradition it says that Jesus was raised up to heaven that there is a second coming of Jesus he will join Muslims in fighting against the false messiah and then in some of the hadith or narration of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon that he will die and Muslim will bury him by the side of uh, Prophet Muhammad in Medina even though that last portion about the location is a weaker in terms of authenticity mm-hmm. but the fact that he will live and die mm-hmm. uh, as every human and so there will come a time where the only one living is Allah mm-hmm. God and then mm-hmm. the, the event of Day of Judgment begins and people would be raised again so that's the second part of the verse. Yeah. But then some people get confused. And when I come back to life or resurrect mm. again, uh, well, depending on one's uh, orientation and mm. beliefs, uh, for Christians, some of them who read the Quran, they say, okay, that's a reference to rising up after three days and three nights, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the grave, yeah. um, or you know, whatever yes. place he was placed yeah. in. Uh, but uh, from a Muslim perspective, all people, including Jesus, peace be upon him, Muhammad, all great prophets, all human beings, whoever lived, all, after everybody dies, will resurrect again. Allah will resurrect them in the Day of Judgment and be held accountable for their uh, both correction of belief and behavior while here uh, on earth. So there is that, uh, yani areas of similarities and areas of differences in that. But the point here that I come back to, that some Muslims, I believe, and again, not all Muslims, some Muslims believe that if I greet a person, for example, in Christmas, even if I use neutral terms like happy holiday, mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily even saying Christmas or mm-hmm. yes, because yeah. of the connotation mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. God incarnation and so on, even if it is that this means that I believe in the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And if I say to a fellow Christian, 
uh, about Easter, happy holidays, mm-hmm. for example. That means I believe that contrary to the Quran, that Jesus indeed, according to the Gospels, mm-hmm. was crucified and resurrected mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Uh, three days. Even though there is similarity here going up, yes. but when, that's uh, another issue. No, there is no compromise here mm-hmm. of faith at all. It is just the implementation of the key verse I cited earlier, mm-hmm. uh, that of treating those who are not fighting you or oppressing you mm-hmm. in kindness, mm-hmm. more than kindness. In fact, better, uh, the term used in the Quran refers to one's obligation toward parents, mm-hmm. which is not only kindness, it's not only compassion, but also respect. And it includes love, not love that they believe in another uh, uh, form of deity. Some, most, some people do. Uh, but love as human beings, as my parents, whether they are Muslims or not. And that is applicable to anyone who yeah. observes the peace and justice in dealing uh, with Muslims. So that's why many contemporary scholars, they say there is no harm because this is part of birr. And you're not compromising when you're greeting the, them, uh, visiting them, actually visiting the sick. The Prophet did that, mm-hmm. as I mentioned uh, earlier. And mm-hmm. there was another occasion. Uh, so this is part of it, Yani. That this should be no hang up on that. Brilliant! What a lovely point to end on. And I'm afraid we've run out of time. Uh, could keep talking to you all day, Mashallah. But what a lovely point to end on as we come to this bank holiday weekend. That we wish everybody a l- happy holiday and a safe holiday, and uh, enjoy each other and spend some time together as families. And allow me to be one. <laughs> also, personally, I send that uh, greetings and mm. good wishes to all my. Christian uh, brothers and sisters. Oh, thank you very much. So with that, we're going to end today's show, to end today's Parenting Hour. It was lovely having you with us, Dr. Jamal Badway. Thank you so much for giving up Welcome. your time to be with us here in the studio. And we wish everybody, whoever is listening to us from whatever faith background, have a lovely, lovely week, inshallah. And we look forward to you tuning in again next week on Parenting Hour. Assalamu alaikum.